Hello podcasters welcome to season 7 episode 2 i'm super glad that we have started season 7 and we just finished one episode before now the second episode is so obvious because we can second episode second episode so in today's episode we have with us zack aka the podcast man and we are going to talk about uh, you know his journey in the field of podcasting the do's and don'ts of the podcast editing we may go into a little bit of technicalities uh, so whatever i am talking you know which you you know have haven't heard before i'll definitely add it in the description like you know what's the meaning of that so you won't get you know swayed away because of it and we will actually going to talk about the do's and don'ts of podcast recording the basic podcast equipment needed to get started and also the future of podcast industry and production the podcast man Welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy. Please tell us how you started your podcasting journey. Hey Jeff, well first off, thank you so much for having me. I've uh I've had a lot of fun following you on Instagram and kind of uh you know, we're, we're all kind of teammates on there, you know, we're all colleagues and all on a similar mission and it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm really excited to be on your podcast. So thanks for having me. And uh yeah, and my journey I guess it all kind of started, and I'll try to be brief, but it all kind of started back in high school. My best buddy Josh brought home this uh half-broken guitar with three strings on it, and we decided to start plucking along on that thing, and probably not even a year later we were recording music. So that's kind of where I started to get into audio, you know, we it was uh just on GarageBand on my my laptop which I still use sometimes GarageBand which is a good good program we'll talk more about that <laughs> but um yeah it was uh kind of how it got started then just dabbling in audio and I'd say it was really really in college where my audio editing skills were sharpened quite a lot when my task was to edit the political spots of the local politicians and i had to edit them down to 5 minutes and man could they talk and i had to edit out you know inappropriate things that they may say whatever i had to make sure it sounded good it was appropriate for the radio and did i get good at audio editing during my time at the college radio station and then from there i just basically when i got back from uh, being in the peace corps in peru i i needed jobs and i said what am i going to do i'm a musician so i was playing gigs and i I started and I had kind of heard about podcasting before of course it's been around since I don't know I can't remember early 2000s but really nobody knew about it then but so there was this thing you know I, some people were looking for podcast editors and I said hey I can edit audio and don't know exactly what a podcast is to me this was 7 years ago you know I said but let's give it a shot and my longest running client to this day Taylor of Boss Girl Creative Podcast She's on episode 317 or something. So I've been doing it for a little while and uh then the pandemic struck when was it? I guess started going strong last year and uh like we were kind of chatting about before Jeff it's like obviously we wish this would have never happened but if we have to grab a positive note out of it it has kind of brought us together and it's brought us together on like a global scale virtually i guess you could say and uh podcasting it's only going up 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 so again wish this dang i'm not going to say any other words cuz i don't want you to have to mark it explicit this episode but this dang pandemic wish it would have never happened but if there's a silver lining more people are podcasting and more people are listening to podcasts so 
So now, yeah, that brings us up to present day, just editing podcasts, launching podcasts for people, helping them with the show notes, transcription, all that good stuff. That's kind of my podcast journey in a nutshell. Hopefully it wasn't too big of a nutshell, my friend. Well, it was perfect, <laughs> actually. It was perfect. So, you know, it's interesting when you said that, you know, when you said the dang and all the stuff so that, you know, I don't have to put it as explicit content. So I'm just <laughs> curious, um, like, so you are saying, what you're saying is that if we swear in a particular podcast, is it like mandatory that we should put it as ex- explicit or is there, is it's like not mandatory, you just upload it and no issues should be arising because there are some episodes like <laughs> I think it was way before where the guest was really excited and I didn't want to stop them. So it just happened <laughs> on the way. I didn't actually mention it as explicit. Uh, is it like mandatory or you know, just for the upcoming podcasters? I'm just curious. Well, I like what you said right there. The guest got excited and I didn't want to stop them. And that's really awesome as a host because a lot of hosts, they think they have to stick so strictly to the script or the questions. But if a guest gets on a roll and if it's good, let them go. If they get on a roll and it's not good, just edit it out after, (laughs) right? But to your question, and that's a good one. And I, I I could say, damn pandemic, you don't have to mark it explicit. But if I say some other words that get a little more intense, you probably would because what can happen is, uh, if Apple somehow finds you, and I don't know what kind of technology they have going now, I don't know if it's people or if it's robots that scan the episodes, uh, they could just take your podcast down. Like I've heard of it happening, not super common, but your podcast could just, whoop, they'll just take it down without even warning you. But I think more common is if somebody complains about a podcast being explicit. And I don't think it's too common, but you do have to be careful, especially if it starts to get into like, a quote unquote inappropriate types of conversations. Um, but I haven't heard of it too much, but because I have my clients are all entrepreneurs and I would be, and yours sounds like you too, like we would be super fired if our clients' podcast just disappeared out of nowhere because they didn't mark the episode as explicit. So I, I like to be on the safe side. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so does this also include like sex podcast? Like, you know, if it's kind of relating to, topics not like uh, sex stories but you know topics relating to sex and you know how do we go to sex and something like that is it also be banned as explicit that's a good question i think and it's actually an interesting question because uh you being in another part of the world in in india correct and um i heard that and this may have changed but i've heard that in india or maybe some other countries if a podcast episode is marked as explicit, it doesn't even show up. And I don't know if that's India or if that's some other countries, but in, instead of showing up as explicit, it just doesn't show up at all. So that would be the downside. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's a good question because you can have sexual education without it being inappropriate, but maybe some would consider it inappropriate. I think most of those times I do see the episodes marked as explicit just to be on the safe side unless it's like a psychologist talking so that's a tough one man that's a tough one I, I again i'd say maybe on the safe side but if it's educational i think it would be fine yeah. as long as it's not like you know getting into stories and stuff like you talk about 14 yeah, yeah. shades of podcast gray <laughs> yeah yeah something like that 
Yeah, actually, one of the reasons why I asked is that uh, before, you know, uh, all of this, I actually uh, was managing three different podcasts. But later on, you know, due to time constraint, I just had to drop the others. others just uh, start with this one, what I have, Jeff's Podcast Academy. And one of them was actually something related to sex. So I first named it as sex and everything else. Then I later, later uh, had it as let's explore it. So mainly what mm-hmm. i wanted to you know explore that in it uh, one is like you know how to be good at sex that's one part and the next part is mainly mm-hmm. about you know there are a lot of people who have into sexual abuse and you know who are uh, even rape victims you know i had them on the show and they talked about how they were actually you know uh, without consent how what happened and you know how they overcome it so yeah a lot of good things was also there i mentioned it as explicit that uh, content i mean like it did it did well in the apple podcast but Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, on the safer side, like you mentioned, it's better because um, when it comes to that particular topic, we don't know what uh, people will talk. But yeah, uh, I think that that would be a better option. Like you said, ex- uh, explicit would be a better option. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, I think, uh, I don't know, when you said you mentioned it as explicit, did you mean that you even gave like a little disclaimer at the beginning, like you said it too, or you just marked it? Yeah. So that I'm actually hosting a platform called Hubhopper. So in that platform, mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, you can actually mark it as either explicit content or yeah. just normal content. So yeah, it's just an option. So the mostly whenever it goes to Apple or anywhere, it just puts it explicit itself. So yeah, it was useful. Yeah, yeah, because in those cases, sometimes people you could even say at the beginning like some people may be sensitive to this because it talks about this, and because uh, yeah, maybe some people who have also experienced something similar, maybe they want to listen because it. they can feel like related they can relate to it or maybe they don't want to because they don't want to bring up like those types of memories but i think that's really important stuff to talk about because those types of voices need to be uh out in the world too so that's good is that are those still live i might have to check those out sorry sorry uh the dogs <laughs> Oh no, no problem. Yeah. So yeah, it was it is live actually right now. Uh, but uh, I actually haven't recorded an episode for quite long because uh, I actually had a co-host. Uh, she's in US, so I actually had her to record all of that, so she can also promote her content. I just did the editing, but later on, too much time constraint happened with my college. Uh, I just finished my MBA. I'm just going to. I just got into the work. So yeah, too much time oh. constraint. Um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons why I kind of want to stick on to something that I can control right now. Uh, you know, yeah. rather than I just have to you know be accountable for uh, someone else's content. So yeah, that's how it's going. I will send you the link. Just have a look. Uh, you know, if you want a couple of episodes, maybe. But trust me, it will be it will not be professional at all because sometimes I wouldn't have even time to record an intro. So I just posted it right away. I did <laughs> yeah. something. Sometimes it did well, but uh, later on it just stopped. So yeah, I think. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Sometimes people don't even do intros anymore. Yeah. They just get right into the right into the interview. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. just want to uh, talk on a couple of things regarding the uh, the podcast editing, which uh, we I know going to discuss in upcoming uh, you know uh, talks. So, the first thing is, 
do you think we actually need the adobe audition for editing because i know a lot of people will say that audacity is required because i have seen a lot of podcast managers just use audacity but recently audacity released that they will be collecting data as well uh, you know because of that a lot of people uh, said that you know what can happen when audacity is collecting the data and you know user data and all of that i mean like we are literally using zoom and zoom had a lot of major issues like leading to data leaks even our mobile phones is that i don't know why people concern over it but one of my questions is so the question what i'm trying to ask is that is audacity is enough for anyone i'm saying even podcast managers or do you need to go over audition and all of that stuff yeah that's a good question the the da which i think is a funny word to say the digital audio workstation right or is it workstation or workspace i can't remember now but it's the da and um I well and you know that's interesting because I saw that about privacy <clears throat> excuse me privacy issues and um them collecting data and stuff like that but then I also saw that that they kind of debunked that and it was kind of uh poorly written in in their uh kind of not contract but agreement of service and whatnot so I don't think that's a big thing to worry about unless they're lying to us somehow <laughs> but what i saw from the other professionals in the industry is that we don't have to worry about it too much uh but i can't be 100% certain cuz i don't want to tell you that and then they go and they somehow they have all your information and they're using it but that's what i've found and aside from that as far as just a functionality the functionality of it i'd say yeah audacity is great just to you know get started with uh garage band if you're on a mac i'd i'd suggest um especially for recording if you are going to get into editing i probably would upgrade just because it's going to save you time in the long run like last year pandemic hit and i just sat down and i said okay i got to i got to work on some other stuff i don't have any music gigs right now obviously <laughs> um and i upgraded from garage band to logic pro x and it was one of those things and as an entrepreneur you know this too jeff it's like i did not know what i did not know like holy hanna man that logic pro x has so many features that save me time and i'd imagine it would be similar if you upgrade from audacity to like you said adobe audition right or or like uh, hindenburg i think some people use stuff like that um So I think just for recording they're probably all pretty similar but if you get into editing yeah it's going to probably be more user friendly if you upgrade and just spend that I'm not sure what it is on addition might be expensive I don't know but Logic Pro for example is like 2 or 300 but yeah yeah I get the point because you know the main thing you know Adobe actually gives us the flexibility yeah let it be the after effects so let it be anything uh, you know it's just you can just play a lot actually so i think that's one of the advantages the one of the reasons it, it just uh, why it ha- i i asked is because i saw a lot of people on instagram uh, you know when i was doing this podcast for podcasters i saw a lot of people stories where they were mentioning as podcast managers and they were showing how they are doing the editing all of them literally uh, used audacity only they didn't use any other major software they said that you have to use mm-hmm. templates and you know uh, like in order to do all the editing and stuff um, but yeah so i just want to know if the, for the people who are listening so if in case they are using uh, in a logic pro x so would you like to have a little bit of shortcuts or anything tips that 
make the workflow faster and tips that you want to give it to them yeah yeah logic pro x that's that's the one that i use 99 of the time and there's a really cool feature in there and of course now that we're talking about it i can't remember exactly what it's called but you'll find it if you look it, it has the word time in the feature. And basically what it does is, and I have my, this is another tip, like set up your mouse and your keyboard to have all of your hotkeys. So you're just flying along when you're editing, you know, like my mouse does 90% of the work, just different buttons on it. And I'm sure you're probably similar too. And, and uh, so this time one, it, it uh, basically speeds it up and you choose what, percentage you wanted to speed it up. So I don't go too much faster. I maybe set it to 30 or 40% because if you speed it up too much, then you start to kind of lose sense of how, how much space there is between words. But really what this does is it's going to save you probably five or 10 minutes, maybe, or maybe more on each episode that you're editing. But that adds up, especially if you're editing multiple episodes a day. Um, another one that was a huge difference when I upgraded to Logic Pro X was the crossfade. And that's like, you know, fading two different uh, audio recordings together. You know, you know about that. And, yeah. and man, is that nice? Just, and I've found, especially if people are recording and there's a bad internet connection and you've probably heard this where it's like one word. Yeah. <laughs> and then I crossfade them together and it just sounds like one word. It like, it's, it's just magic. And those are a couple things that I found really nice in Logic Pro X that, that I didn't even know really existed until I until I upgraded. Um, otherwise, it's just really organized. Hotkeys are nice, and um, that's yeah. As far as tips, you know, if you're recording, you can clap or leave space so you can visually see where you need to do the edits after, unless you're listening back to the whole thing like I do. <laughs> Cause that's my job, but not everybody does that for their podcast episodes, which I to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just curious. Uh, so why do you actually kind of reduce the space between those two words? Because uh, for, for a guy like me, if you see that it's like, you wouldn't even have a little bit of space here because I talk, I talk fast, sometimes really fast. And, you know, we don't even need that, but you know, sometimes people take a pause a lot of time, even though they have, really great subject knowledge it takes a little bit of time for them to process it uh so do you think we still we need i mean like i think it depends on uh, the hostess expectations or uh, what exactly is the contribute i mean like the feature uh, the factor which determines like do we need to reduce the spaces because a lot of people spend a lot of time removing ums and us i don't know why they do that uh, to be honest i mean like any contributing factor like why people need to do that well that's just an amazing question, Jeff. And I completely agree with you. Most of the time, I just leave it as is if it's natural. You know, because pauses, that's part of conversation. Breaths, I keep in the breaths unless it's like like an ASMR breath or something where it just sounds really like, oh gosh, that doesn't sound good. You know, <laughs> spit breath or something. I'll edit those out. But if it's just a normal breath, I mean, people breathe when they're talking. So what can you expect, you know? Ums, same thing. I will, I, I do, I take out a good amount of ums, but I'll leave some of them in just because that's a natural part of speech as well. Of course, that depends. Some guests or hosts have a lot more ums than others. And if you're listening to this 
as a podcast host or guest, I'd say kind of go easy on yourself because that's just part of how we talk, right? And everybody, they've done studies, people hate the sound of their own voice just because it sounds different when they listen back than the way it sounds in their own head. <laughs> and then if you're an editor, uh, just I would say just keep it natural and do know, like you say, Jeff, that different clients are going to have different expectations. And as an editor, you kind of have to be firm in saying like, hey, I'm not going to take out every single space that's like a half a second. It just doesn't sound natural. And hey, I'm not going to take out every breath unless it sounds distracting or annoying. And just being just being honest with them. And uh, because it's podcasting, this is people having conversations naturally. It's not like, it seems like, have you noticed, Jeff, the, and people listening, the style on YouTube, it seems like it's like a shotgun style. Like they have to yeah. edit so fast. And uh, honestly, when I watch some YouTube videos, I get like anxiety because it's like, Geez, slow down, you know. Yeah, a lot of cuts would be there. Like, you know, cut, 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 cut. People are like, you know, like jumping here and there. I don't even know yeah. why I do that. And I think it's okay if somebody naturally speaks fast, but I don't think we have to make all those all those cuts. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that YouTube is more of a visual hmm. uh, platform. But in podcasting, I totally agree with you, Jeff. It's just, it's just going to be a waste of time if you're taking out every single pause, every single breath, every single um it's not going to be worth the time you spend on doing that. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Because there was this one uh, client when I actually started working, actually, it was way before, like, you know, uh, it was during the pre-pandemic, I think. So uh, mm -hmm. during that time, one person actually uh, said that, uh, you know, I need to convert this into a video episode. So work on our episode, our recording, whatever it did, work on that and cut the pauses here and there. Uh, and uh, also the fill fillers and all of that, cut, cut it out, he said. I took mm -hmm. it way too seriously. I took it way too seriously. And I just cut each and every single pause, each and every single us. And I'm sorry, like, it was like jumping here and there. And he said that do, don't take this too seriously, but don't cut every single pause. So whatever is possible, cut it out. <laughs> whatever is not just let, let it go. And to be honest, I, you know, I, I, I would have just done it in a probably 10 minutes. If it's actually just, you know, what he said, if I understood what he actually said, but it took me actually around, two hours to cut the entire stuff, you know, like what I did yep. idiotically the first time. So yeah, it was like the major job that had to be done. I totally agree. I think uh, it depends on the pod. I think if it's news podcast, you know, like pod news and all of that, they release episodes where, you know, they do it in a news format. I think that's a good mm -hmm. format where we can actually, you know, do the fast talking and all that. Uh, I, yeah. I think you would agree to that. Yeah. Yep. That's another good point. It completely depends on the type of content, right? And like, that's, that's right. I have my podcast just for my clients. It's called clients only. So nobody will find it anywhere unless you're my client, <laughs> but I do, I am a little more strict with that because most of the time it's just solo episodes and it's kind of more like reading industry news and quick tips and stuff. So I'm a little more strict there, but if it's a natural conversation like we're having, yeah, I think, and, and I think even more important than editing, because I've listened to some podcasts and they tell me, and obviously I'm, I'm like, well, fine, do whatever you want. Cause my main work is podcast editing, but they'll tell me I don't even edit. And I'm like, you know, if you have a good natural flow, that's, that's fine. But I think a lot of times even more important than editing is what I call like audio optimization or people say, call it mastering, you know, and just making sure that 
it's compressed correctly. The quiet parts aren't too quiet. The loud parts aren't too loud. The overall volume is good. The voices are equalized. That type of thing in a lot of cases is more important in my opinion than even the editing, just because like you and I, we have pretty similar voices, but when you record with a female guest who may have a higher pitch, sharper voice, you have to play with the equalization a little bit just to, <laughs> so her, every time she talks, it's not like piercing your eardrums, right? Cause different types of voices, different timbres as they call it of, of voices require that optimization. And I think that's a part that um, people really kind of need help from an audio engineer, or they need to just watch a ton of YouTube videos to figure out how to do it. Cause that's super important. Great. So uh, just to, uh, you know, uh, touching upon those points, which you said, I just want to get a little bit of technical details from you. So could you please uh, explain the important points, like uh, what's an EQ and normalization? I mean, like, so what, what does it do actually? I mean, people can find it on mm -hmm. uh, the obviously edits and they can go there. But I think most people don't understand is what they actually do. Like, you know, what's the purpose of it? So could you please explain like, you know, uh, probably five to six important things uh, because I think people use formulas like EQ uh, as something that they use a formula also. So if you have anything as such a, you know, in your workflow, uh, could you explain that one by one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good question. I think you're right. A lot of people have just kind of like plugins in their DAW in like GarageBand or whatever. And maybe they'll just choose like a lot of people I've seen just choose like narrator voice and they just leave it there. I'm like, uh, these plugins are like a good guide of where you can start, but you need to make tweaks because John and Jane, they have different voices. So what we need to do is in the EQ, the equalizer, that's going to boost or what we usually try to do, it cut frequencies. It's much better to cut frequencies than boost them. So it's much better to lower certain frequencies and especially what you can do, and this is kind of confusing. I wish they would just call it, and some do, a low cut filter, but usually they call it a high pass filter. And that means that the higher frequencies pass, but really what it does is it's cutting out the lower frequencies that our ears can, they can hear them, but they're not as important in spoken word. And some of those lower frequencies, our ears can't even hear them, human ears. So you cut out, make sure you do that high pass filter. Definitely need that. And a lot of um, settings and software, well, you'll just see it right there. Just click the high pass filter because it's going to cut out things like when I accidentally bump the mic or the lower boomy sounds that aren't necessary to the conversation. And then for harsher voices, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head it's near the top of the frequency. And if you go into your equalizer in your DAW, you'll see what I'm talking about in your uh, recording and editing software. I think it's around 3000, but I may be wrong without having it open. But if you can kind of cut right there, that's gonna cut the harsher sounds of people's voices. And then you'll kind of cut the higher frequencies if it's somebody's voice. Like for a guy's voice, I actually have a lot of S in my voice. and I don't really necessarily like it, but that's just the way my voice sounds. So when I edit my own voice, I need to cut out some of the S. And you can also use 
a tool called the DSer, which I think is a funny name. It's like, what do we call this? Okay, let's just call it a DSer. But the thing is, you can kind of fiddle with these and play with them. But really, the best tool you have is your ears and practice. So uh, I, you can explore, watch videos and learn about them, but I can't promise you. And this is not me just trying to sell myself or Jeff trying to sell himself. This is just <laughs> honestly, this stuff takes time to get good at like anything. Um, but yeah, those are kind of some of the tips. And if a guy, you know, if a gentleman is recording or even a female is recording too close to the mic, and I, I say a guy and a gal, male and female generally, because there are guys with higher voices and there are females with lower voices. So I'm just kind of generalizing, but maybe it'll be better for me to say if a person with a lower voice is too close to the mic, then you may have to cut some of those lower frequencies so it's not too bassy. Um, so those, that's kind of like quick and dirty equalization 101. And then from there, it's really important. And I'll give you a, a secret tip. It's not really too secret because <laughs> you can just find it if you look online too. But what, and I have to look real quick on my computer to see what it's, yes, the aphonic, what's that? Yeah, thank you. The uh, the aphonic leveler, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C leveler. Um, a lot of people use that guy and make sure the settings are correct. It's actually nice because there's one in there called podcasts. And this just, Make sure that make sure that the overall loudness of the episode is correct. Um, in the podcast industry, it's negative one point five. They call it the LUFS, L-U-F-S. It stands for like loudness level or something along those lines. But that just ensures, and you're going to want to run your audio through there to ensure that when somebody's listening to your podcast, if they go from like your podcast to the radio. What happens if your levels were way too low overall in your podcast and then they turn on the radio and it blasts their eardrums? They are not going to be happy with you. So you got to make sure to run it through some type of leveling. I know there was one before also called the levelator or something like that, but these are good. These are good software to help just kind of level things out. And any of these automated softwares that you use, just make sure that they're not over-processing things too. So just use your ear when you use them and double check everything to make sure that the levels are correct and that the sound is good. That, that's, 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 that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I mean, like not, not a lot, actually. I think some people, yeah. you know, uh, find it really hard to do that. I mean, like, see, one of the main reasons why I asked is like, you said that, you know, just use your ears, but to be honest, my ears are especially does a lot of malfunctioning during this process because when I was learning all of this, I kind of did uh, this equalization using audition and all of that. So mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, so uh, whatever it is, you know, I, I did the preview to see is it sounding different, but it doesn't. I don't know why it's not sounding different either because of my ears, because I changed the EQ, I changed the, you know, uh, compression, everything. I did that even after playing it, it's just it's not sounding the same to me. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, it's just me or, you know, it's like the cliche relationship talk, you know, it's just me or it's just you talking and all of that. It's like that with an Adobe audition. So is, is there any problem that people face, like, you know, with their ears, like, you know, the same thing that they're hearing right now or is it their perception or is it actually the audio itself? That's the pro- problem. Have you ever thought of like that? Anything faced before? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. 
And that's how I feel if I'm editing like past midnight. I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell the difference. It all sounds the same. Yeah. So I make sure that I edit during the day. But I think it may have something to do with just, <clears throat> excuse me, just making sure that you're, I guess it's just kind of training your ears over time. And it's kind of one of those things where it may not make a huge difference. A lot of time, really what you need to tackle is if some. If I'm like kissing the mic during the episode, you would know the difference that you definitely would have to lower the, the lower frequencies. So a lot of times it's subtle changes, subtle differences, and then make sure to listen back on different speakers too, to make sure it sounded good on different speakers. But all of this said, and I had a note to mention this too, it's very important in my opinion that we do our best with audio quality. It, it needs to be acceptable. It can't be painful to listen to, but we don't need radio quality audio because we're not recording in a professional radio booth. And the, the point of our episodes for most of us, our podcasts is to be educational. So as long as people are gaining value and the audio quality is good, that's the most important thing. So if you're like pulling your hair out, I can't tell the difference. Oh my gosh. But if it sounds good and it's listenable on different, on speakers, headphones, um, then you're on the right track. And really, if you want uh, to get that super high quality, high resolution, then you can look into also maybe paying somebody to really, you know, tweak those little settings that make subtle differences. Uh, there's a lot of things that are, kind of tougher to explain. Like I'll have a client sometimes where maybe they'll have a constant ringing in the background caused by like an appliance. Like so then I'll have shouting. to, or that, you know, <laughs> we'll have to see what we can do. Yeah. We see if we can find that specific frequency in the equalizer and, and lower it right there. So it's kind of one of those things where you have to be the judge as the podcaster. Um, if it's good enough quality for your listeners and then I think with podcasting, if we touch a little bit on the strategic side, if you're doubting it, ask your friends, ask your colleagues and ask your listeners. Like um, you can do a little survey and one of the questions maybe could be like, what do you think of the audio quality? You know, is it, and you know, we, we could talk forever about this stuff, but a big part of it, a big part of it is uh, what goes in is similar to what comes out. So like, Jeff and I are both using good microphones. You know, we're not just uh, using the internal mic on our laptops or we're not just using our cell phone or something. Um, so that's, has a big part of it too. Like I have clients who send me, so they're like, oh, I forgot to plug my mic in. Can you make it sound beautiful? <laughs> like, Oh, make it sound as good as, a, as good as possible. And you know, that's all you can do. Yeah. It's like asking the lion to sound like a cat or asking the cat to sound like a lion. Possibly. Yeah. That's how it looks. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great metaphor. <laughs> 
Well, uh, just a couple of things before you know wrapping it up is uh, so this mm-hmm. is something that you know a lot of people actually have the problem, and I think we just touched it upon a little bit before is that people have a lot of hand emotions during the recording. So I, sometimes even <laughs> I kind of get you know do this and do that. Sometimes you know, I, I, do you think it's good because so I do this a lot of times. I you know to edit it also is a lot of great work. So I sometimes I talk like this, which is like you know uh, creating great audio. Sometimes I go behind and you know I talk this. So do you think there's a particular position where we should you know sit and talk because you are like you know you're stable man i am really jealous of you right now because you're like just like this <laughs> calm and composed you're just talking you don't have any problems you know doing that so you know you know editing your audio i won't be having an issue before because in editing my audio i'll be like ah why can't just jeffrey just sit and talk properly so it will be like that so any tips on those you know for those uh, just over enthusiastic as me uh, as such yeah well Thank you for the compliment. And I have to tell you, it is not easy because I talk with my hands too. So you would think that I have my hands like tied to the side of the chair, but I just try to keep them there because otherwise I am bumping the microphone and you know, that's hard to edit out because <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm uh, like going back and forth and, and you're right. A lot of it has to do with the proximity effect and that depends on what type of mic you're using too. And I think just, so many years of recording music too. I've, I've uh, just learned to kind of just sit still and do it in one, one spot, but um, you do, you're totally right. You know, you get close to the mic, have more of like a, a radio announcer kind of sound, a warm, nice sound. But if you get too close, it could start to sound kind of boomy, you know, get too far away from the mic starts to sound. That's like, that's not, that's no good. It starts to sound tinny and empty. And then it sounds like, and then it also introduces more of like the room sound because it's you're further away from the mic. So I'd say usually about like a hands width away, like if you put your hand up and then sideways, that's probably like six or eight inches or something. Yeah, yep, exactly. Usually if you can do something like that, and this all depends on the type of mic too. Like I'm using a dynamic mic. I think yours may be a condenser. Yeah, right? it's a condenser one, yeah. Yeah, so that one's a, a little more... Uh, forgiving with the proximity effect if you move around a little bit whereas mine like here i'll go further away and you probably can barely hear me and if i go too close you know so but the upside of this type of mic is it blocks out unwanted sound more so your mic gives a more natural sound so it's really it's tough you know condenser or dynamic they have they each have their ups and downs Um, but i would say uh, you know, another big thing is I used to use the scissor arm like you have, which is really the most convenient thing you can do. But then I was bumping my desk. So, <laughs> and it vibrates up through the scissor arm if it's connected there. Um, so now I have a, like a, a standalone, like almost like a music musician style stand that I'm using. And uh, so that way, the only thing that's going to vibrate up through that is if I actually hit the stand or if I stomp on the ground or something, which I generally don't do. And <laughs> I don't, I don't foresee you upsetting me. So I stomp on the ground, Jeff. I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, like, you know, I'm actually thinking of buying this separate stand one because uh, it's actually really hard to set up. That's number one. And another thing is that I'm actually holding my leg below the table, like, you know, trying to make sure that it's not actually, you know, uh, like jumping here and there. So a lot of <laughs> process is going on, you know, something yes. can't be will see. 
but yeah i guess you know it has its uh, perks as well so yeah that's a great great tip that you mentioned so this uh, exact uh, you know 18 inches or something that distance so i think uh, people would be uh, you know easy for them to so i think but some people you know they talk really low so they can just go a little bit further and uh, i think you know when they yeah. can hear themselves it would be uh, actually great so you know they can test it out on how it uh, actually goes as well great that, that that's really uh, one of the great steps so uh, just uh, just one question that is totally out of the box i always ask so mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, you were you were having a 10 of 15 okay so who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday oh man i'm glad i thought this was going to be like a history question i started to sweat i was like <laughs> oh, oh trust no. me i'm not a history Don't person do that. <laughs> Oh, this may be kind of the cliche answer, but it was uh it was definitely my wife. She's the one who I spend uh, especially now in the pandemic 90 95% of my time with and this is it's really a test of love during the pandemic cuz uh, people either I think they either grow further in love or they separate during times like this because it it's a uh, big changes and and yeah That's a, I really love that question actually Jeff because laughter and smiling it's uh it's medicine and I think it's what we need now more than ever to get through these tough times so uh I probably I think I said some corny joke or something and made her <laughs> made her laugh so uh yeah that that's a cool question you asked that to everybody Yeah yeah actually uh so it I this this actually was asked by uh, to me actually uh mm-hmm. during my I think uh uh it was during the third season fourth episodes yeah it was the this guy named joe pardo i think you must have heard of him he's it will be super joe pardo he's the admin of the independent podcasters conference uh so he has his facebook page as well so i just had him and we had like one and a half talk and in that during the time he mentioned that one of those one of the other persons actually asked him you know who was the last person actually the question was who was the last person that uh, made him smile but i just changed it a little bit you know who <laughs> that you are making smile so i just changed it a little bit uh, you know i don't want to copy the entire thing <laughs> just a little bit of innovation of mine <laughs> so yeah that's how it was uh, so yeah that's how the origin of the question actually happened so i've been asking Not- for 30 people i guess probably <laughs> <laughs> I think he would approve you asking it. It's a it's a nice thing to pass along for sure. Awesome. So the one final question before closing is that uh what would you actually give as the best tip in the whole world according to you? Now disclaimer is this shouldn't be on the internet or this should is something that you have said before. So to you know make an audio sound better. What's your best tip? uh to make an audio sound better and I, i think let's see trying to say something that's not already all over the internet let's see um yeah i did a post the other day i don't know if i can reference that because it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah but, we can we can check the instagram right now is it on instagram mm-hmm. yeah but i think uh, i think what i'm trying to get at is the post is about things that we oftentimes don't notice that are noise makers because everybody says like of course you know close the window all the obvious stuff but here's some things that I'd mention real quick is and these are things that have gotten me in trouble too is like the external hard drive buzzing on your desk when i used to use like a desktop stand for my mic and you know you record the whole interview and then you realize after oh my gosh the external hard drive was vibrating up through the mic Um that's a big one that can happen on your laptop too. 
um, uh, people's people's lavalier or earbud mics rubbing on their beard or on their shirt or something. Uh, these are these are kind of things to avoid. Um, and then a couple things that I think I haven't seen too much around the internet as far as things to do would be try to record your interviews when you have the best spiritual, physical, mental energy and time. Because I see a lot of people who they're just so rushed on everything or they're stressed. And you can tell during an interview if somebody's a lot of times if somebody's stressed or there's okay, next question. Oh my gosh. You know, and, and it just kind of like, it could stress out the listener. So really be mindful of like, okay, if you're going to open up your scheduler for people to be on your podcast, to interview them, or if you're going to record solo episodes, whatever it may be, just keep that in mind, you know, and that, that goes for like, just being in uh, interviews in general with people. And um, just, unfortunately, I was just thinking about this for me, my best energy time is like right when I wake up before I even eat breakfast, anything. And I know this actually goes against a lot of rules because people yeah. say you need your morning routine. And I totally agree <laughs> with that for most people. Yeah. But for me, for some reason, I can roll out of bed and I can work for an hour and it's like the most productive hour of the day. So don't do that if it doesn't work for you. But what I'm getting at is I wish I could record during that time because my energy is so good, but my voice still sounds like this because I just woke up. So also pay attention to the way your voice sounds and, uh, you know, Jeff, it's like 1030 at night, 11 at night there, and your voice sounds great. So for me <laughs> well, at 11 at I night, it's actually doubting, you know, is he saying me right now? Is I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy who's in the guilty place right now. But yeah, I'm saved. <laughs> no, you're, you're like right there. You're present in the interview. And that's another thing. Just be present, be there. Like, I, I haven't seen you like fiddling with anything else or looking at your screen or anything. Like we've been having a good conversation, you and I, Jeff. And I think those are really important tips. How can you be present and, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, and uh, figure that out. And that's when you should do your record, your podcast episodes when, and, uh, and I really like that you record the intro right inside Mm-hmm. of the episode because a lot of people they'll record it afterwards and their voice and their energy is totally different yeah uh, so that's why it's good if you can record it right there too so now i'm getting excited okay i think that's enough tips because otherwise <laughs> this thing this episode's going to get too long i don't want to scare people away <laughs> well, i don't think i think people have you know if they have sticked long enough i think uh, they would be interested in hitting a couple of more minutes but yeah but thanks so much <laughs> for the tips that really uh meant a lot of deal so uh, this is one final question. Now, actually, you know, tables turned. So is there anything else you want to ask me? You're the host right now. Ask you. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite like podcast related work that you do either alone or with your clients? Okay. Um, so one of the interesting part is the video editing of the podcast. So, you know, I actually do the, you know, people who are doing video podcasts, I edit them for the clients I do. So it's really interesting uh, because like we have to create the layout, like, you know, how the top banner would be there, the, the below subtitles, the progress bar, the you know, lower thirds, the animation, the structure is making the structure is something that's really, really good because I have a team who can work on creating them. 
but uh like preparing the structure and working on it it's like gives you a superior power like you know i just put the plan you know just let somebody work <laughs> it's like that but yeah, sometimes i do help them with uh, you know a little bit of nuances of editing here and there uh because i have flexible tools to work on so yeah that's something that's really exciting when it comes to client perspective but when it comes to my own perspective it's like you know today is actually has been a really hectic day to be honest like you know Uh, it's like from the start is it's really hectic with the work because i i i actually started this journey of you know editing and all of that stuff probably a two years so far uh, you know in the past six months i have streamlined it correctly but yeah it's been almost two years and just now i started the work and the work is i think it's been two weeks i was you know doing this stuff relating to work and it's not easy to be honest like you know when you enter enter into a job all of a sudden to just see how it goes it's not easy to get the mindset so mm-hmm. but yeah the whenever i that's why i kind of schedule the late always the podcast because it just gives him peaceful mind to sleep so that's go and sleep the last thing i do the podcast and okay day done well thank god <laughs> that's all that's my uh, exciting thing so yeah i think that would be that <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun to get, you know, work on things that you love doing and and I was going to say like, yeah, just podcast interviews whether host or guest, I think it's a lot of fun. I can tell you have fun with it and I think it's cool that we can connect across the world and chat about this awesome thing that's podcasting that only is going to continue to grow. So that is that's super cool and and uh that's interesting maybe i'll have to do some of my interviews right before bed kind of wind down that way <laughs> if my voice is still working <laughs> wow well, i'll definitely listen to it and put the feedback on it straight away trust me <laughs> <laughs> awesome so uh zach thanks again for coming on to the show it really means a lot uh, we have shared really great insightful tips so if in case people want to find you you know your pages and your services uh if you could just you know uh, say them out it would be great Yeah, yeah, thank you Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity and uh had a lot of fun chatting with you. I think the best way to find me is on Instagram. It's the podcast man with little underscores in between each word, but I think if you just type that in you'll find me. Or the podcastman.com. Uh feel free to shoot me an email. Hello at the podcastman.com. Uh you can You know, if you have any questions about the nerdy production stuff, I do like the strategic stuff too, but I'm more on the nerdy production side of things. Uh and uh, I think Jeff is a little more on the on the nerdy strategic side of things too, but yeah. both sides. Yeah. Uh but those are the best places and I would love to hear from any of you. And uh again, thank you so much Jeff. I had a I had a I mean I, we could just keep going. I had too much fun talking about this stuff I think. <laughs> yeah, I really wish. I mean like if if it wasn't uh, 11:30 I would be going because I'm just <laughs> I'm just afraid that you know if I doze off in the middle which one of my guests did while talking, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to be on that side. But yeah, thanks uh, thanks again Zach for you know hopping onto the show to talking about the insights on the podcast. Uh so podcasters, uh that's it. We are wrapping up the show and I have given every link in the description which he mentioned uh so you can go and check out the content relating to him. Uh so if you like to know more about uh Jeff's Podcast Academy and you know learn the nuances in the field of podcasting then you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Bubudi J or follow Instagram's handle podcast for podcasters or Jeff's Podcast Academy. and just a little bit of apology to uh, Zach and also the audience for the dogs because i really wish that the alpha male could control all of the dogs nearby but it can't 
so yeah uh, i really wish i just take try to take most out of it from this recording but if in case i couldn't please apologize so like we discussed in the episode some things are inevitable <laughs> so yeah yep. just have to you know get on with it so yeah thanks again people thanks again man and uh, hope Thank you guys you. see you in the next episode